I was doubting my own intuition so much that I thought, no, it's going to be fine. I've got a plan. All the T's are crossed. The I's are dotted. I'm safe. And sure enough, just a few months down the road, we had a commitment to a financial exchange of what I was owed throughout this process. And as that time came up, there was no money. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. To reduce risk in your life, go to myworstinvestmentever.com today and take the risk reduction assessment I created from the lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guests, Karina Burton. Karina, are you ready to join the mission? Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited to be a part of it. <laughs> yes, and I'm super happy to have you with us. And, you know, I know a little bit about your story and I'm really excited for you to bring some of, you know, your journey to our podcast listeners. So let me introduce you to my fellow risk takers. Karina Burton is the co-founder and co-owner of CPR Construction Cleaning, CPR Productions, and the host of the Unstoppable Podcast. She is a mother of four, serial entrepreneur, brand builder, marketing expert, and industry generational disruptor. She has over 15 years of industry experience in business-to-business -business authentic marketing, sales, and brand building. Karina is an industry leader driven by her passion and skills in negotiating contracts, multi-seven-figure sales, business development, customer relationship management, event management, and brand recognition. As a mindset coach and a marketing expert, Karina lives her life believing and knowing she is truly unstoppable. Karina, take a minute and tell us a little bit about the value you bring to this world. Well, thank you for that introduction. The value I bring into this world, you know, that's a evolutionary question, which I'm glad that I've come to a point in my life that I see it so much more clearly. I always knew that I wanted to do something good. And I thought that meant, you know, always type of community service, giving back in this humanitarian way. But as you start living life, you realize that you can encompass giving back and having purpose in life through your entrepreneurial journey. And so for me, I am so much more than a brand or a service. I am here to help people, whether it's helping them through their problems on a construction site with CPR construction cleaning. We're an industry partner and we look at those that we work with as someone to create solutions and to help them in the hardest moments that they're trying to close a job. And 
to know that I have the ability to make a difference in that impact, but also being a woman in construction, I have the ability to make a difference with those women who are wanting to become, you know, a part of a male dominated industry. So as these things have evolved in my life, you realize that in any journey that you take, you can be so much more than just that you can be a problem to any solution. You can be an inspiration to any industry that you're in and bring light to those that you're around, which is really exciting because you get to live that every single day and you get to make a living while doing it too. That's exciting. And, you know, I was just thinking when you said that, like I had a company that I was advising and the leader of the company here in Thailand, the leader of a company, is one of the most successful companies in the world and it exists in Thailand. The leader of that company was an unbelievable woman. And when I think about the, the huge construction contracts that we've had and, and deals that have happened in Bangkok and the construction projects that have completed, some of the biggest ones that we've had were completed by women who led those businesses. In the financial industry in Thailand, it's not known to most people around the world, but a huge disproportionate number of women run the financial industry in Thailand. And so it's something that I've kind of gotten so used to that it's even kind of interesting to hear you say male dominated because I don't even associate that a lot of times because we have so many successful women. I, I'm in the financial industry and I was involved with the CFA, Chartered Financial Analysts, and the leaders in that you know group were, you know, so many women were leading there. So I think you, you know, what you're talking about is a real inspiration. And for the female listeners out there, I'm telling you, you're going to get inspiration, not just from that, but also by listening to Unstoppable, her Unstoppable podcast and also her journey. Maybe you could just tell the audience too, a little bit about what they're going to get when they come to the Unstoppable podcast. You know, I, Love, I love the journey and probably like yourself, just being able to create something that you feel really passionate about. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there and some of them can be a little bit trendy, right? You want to kind of fit in. And for myself, I created this podcast really because I was trying to create something that I felt like I needed in my journey, which was to see the realization of the struggles behind people's unstoppable stories of their success. You know, too many times, especially as social media grows and even coming out of these generations where, you know, you don't talk about this type of stuff, right? This is, you don't talk about the personal things. And so you only see the trajectory of this success and you're like, how? I don't think I can achieve this. And the Unstoppable podcast really gives not only the inspirational guidance of knowing that you have the ability to be successful, but also applicable, tangible insight, whether it's someone who's an industry leader in hospitality, marketing, sales. We had someone on my podcast about cannabis and being somebody who's trying to bring it, you know, worldwide. It's going to be all over the spectrum. Somebody, you know, we're going to have on this new season, 
someone who's in the solar industry and how they're changing the solar game and, you know, universally. And it's so exciting to see that there is a commonality between everybody on the show, which is choices. They made a choice to become unstoppable. Their circumstances were difficult and they all faced something very, very challenging, but their choices led them to their success. And I love this reoccurring theme that nobody talks amongst each other, right? It's what is the, the, the nature of success is you go through the hard times, but it's, it's whether or not you see yourself to the other side. And I want this podcast to inspire and create more people feeling that they're not alone and saying, I can also do this. I know that I'm not alone. And I know that I may go through hard times and actually I will go through hard times, but I have the ability to make the choice to get myself to the other side. And so, you know, putting all of these successful people on this podcast and sharing that and also giving tangible insights on how to improve themselves, you know, for other listeners to improve their skill set is my goal for everyone who's listening to the podcast. For those listeners out there, for my fellow risk takers, you know, if you feel down and you feel beaten, you feel challenged, you know, you feel lost. When you feel that, I think a quote that I like of what you said is the idea that your circumstances don't define you. Your choices define you. And we all have a choice today. And that choice may not be actually even a physical choice. We may not have the physical choice of, you know, you, you could be in, in jail. You don't have the physical choice, but you last choice that you have is the mindset. Mm-hmm. How you're going to choose to focus your mind. And we all have that until the day comes that we lose that in our older age. So while you have that, Take, you know, this advice from Karina and focus on not your circumstances, but the choices that you make. I'm excited to listen to the one. I saw the one on, uh, on cannabis industry. That was Stephen Arthur George, I believe. I'm looking yeah. forward to, to listening to that one because cannabis is blowing up here in Thailand too. So it's going to be interesting to listen to that. Well, I'm excited to learn about your story. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Well, gosh, okay. You know, I think this is actually quite fun to kind of jump into this like this, not like the experience itself was fun, but I'm glad to say that I'm on the other side of it. So it's always really interesting to share my journey about where I was at, because it always brings me back to those feelings of that feeling of despair, of feeling that I literally had lost everything. So I started back in, to give a little preface it, I was a single parent for several years. I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. And when I got divorced, single parent, I had three daughters and I was making a way for myself because I didn't have my college education. I didn't have any real work experience 
And now I'm suddenly finding myself to provide for my family. And, you know, I found myself doing very well after a lot of trial and error in the sales and business development industry. And as I started to improve and fine tune my skill set to be able to be very successful and hit my goals of what I wanted to achieve, I started to elevate in my life. And I found myself in, you know, a particular industry that was in the construction world and the commercial real estate world. And I worked in a restoration, which I mean, if the listeners are not familiar with it, it's really just, you know, when you have a fire or a flood, you know, that I was, I worked for a company that you would call and we, you know, have emergency services. We come and rescue you (laughs) from that horrible experience and, you know, do our due diligence of cleaning it up and everything. So somehow I, I seem to do very, very well at that industry. And as I was evolving, I realized that I kind of was maxing out of that industry and I decided to try something new. And so I go into a new industry. I was headhunted and I was offered an amazing salary. I'm going from literally making 20,000 a year when I'm this single mom to, you know, making a six figure salary plus commission. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm doing great. And then I decide I'm going to buy a house, right? I'm in this position, I'm buying a house and I had remarried. I had baby number four. So now I have four daughters and I was in a good place. I had just purchased a new Mercedes. And I was really excited about that too. I'm, I am a car lover. It's like, I can have the basic of everything, but for some reason I really love cars. And so I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to invest in this poor investment, right? (laughs) Speaking of poor investments, but of this Mercedes. And so it was interesting. I was in a really, really good financial place and the place that I had worked for, for many years had come back to me and said, I would love to have you back. And, you know, when you leave a, a place of business for a reason, you need to honor your feelings on why you did what you did. And I'm going to talk a lot about your intuition and how That is a huge, huge role in your life, especially as an entrepreneur. It is something that you do not ignore. You always listen to. If there's any red flags, you've got to honor them. So I thought to myself, I have a great game plan. I'm going to take this opportunity that was presented to me because it gave me a foot in the door for something that I wanted for so long was to become an entrepreneur myself have more of these experiences. And then I thought, well, I will be able to start financially saving money so that in five years time, I would be able to buy my own business or start my own business with this nest egg that I'm planning. So in my mind, I have set myself up 
making it look perfect. Analytically, it looked great. I had a contract that, you know, crossed the T's, dotted the I's. I was good to go. But yet my intuition, those feelings, the red flags were there. I kept pushing them away because I thought, you know, Karina, you've made a lot of like not great decisions throughout this journey. And I didn't trust myself. I thought that other people knew better than me. And so I was taking the advice of other people rather than listening to myself. And I know that the other people had my best interest in mind and had my families, but they didn't know this person and this, this environment like I did because I've worked in that environment before. And so I, I remember signing my name on the contract and I felt this like pit in my stomach, like you made the wrong decision, but I felt like I was just in knee deep or I was, I was doubting my own intuition so much that I thought, no, it's going to be fine. I've got a plan. All the T's are crossed. The I's are dotted. I'm safe. And sure enough, just a few months down the road, we had a commitment to a financial exchange of what I was owed throughout this process. And as that time came up, there was no money. So remember, I had said I had just purchased a home. So I'd put all of this money into my home because I thought, well, it's okay because on paper, I wrote down how I'm going to get X amount of money to put into my savings account and grow my savings back up. It didn't work out that way. And every time we hit a new benchmark of when I was supposed to have this financial investment returned to me, there was no money. Suddenly there was no money at all. And I would say probably by eight months in, I had depleted every ounce of savings that I had to a point where I was like, you know, being a mother of four, paying for daycare, childcare, preschool, paying my new mortgage payment, having multiple cars that we were paying for, you know, your life in general and being a family of six, it's not cheap. It is, you know, there's these life expenses and I could suddenly start seeing everything being pulled out from underneath me. And I'm going to just share a bit about, you know, when I became a single parent at that time, it was really, really hard. It was really difficult. I had a lot of hardships and I had to make a lot of hard decisions, but I never felt rock bottom. Never did I feel like I was hopeless. I never felt like I was in despair. I always felt optimistic and cheerful. And even in my hard days, I was able to pull myself up and move forward. After all of those years, I finally had found myself to a point where I felt like I was going and we're almost to a year mark of No, we had already hit the year mark. So we're going into a year and a half of this. And I felt like I not only hit a wall, but I was starting to physically 
feel the symptoms of the stress. I was starting to have symptoms of heart palpitation. I couldn't eat anything. I was losing a ton of weight. I was dismissing all these, these physical ailments because I was just thinking, I'm just in this nervous wreck. I'm having no solutions. I'm talking to my business partner. My business partner won't show me what I'm asking him to show me on, you know, these financial numbers that I've requested. And, you know, I, I was like, if I walk away now, I will lose everything. I will never be able to recoup what this person owed me after all this time. And not only am I going to lose out on that, I'm going to lose out on the time that I spent. I'm going to have to start over with another job and in sales, you know, your, your sales commission don't happen overnight. It takes time. So now I knew that when I walked away from this situation, if I walked away from it, that I was literally going to start at bottom. So, you know, I was going to just get into a salary base, but then I was going to also have to work into my commission. So I was just thinking, that's it. My life is literally over. I honestly felt that way. I never felt such depression to a point where, I mean, it literally, when I think about it right now, like I feel choked up because I've never in my life felt like I had no hope. Mm. I felt like I had failed my family. I felt like my children were going to be disappointed in me as a mother because of the reasons why I took this journey to be self-sufficient and to provide for my family had a lot to do with my children and what I wanted to give them and what kind of example I wanted to be for them. So this wasn't just about the financial loss. This was about how were my kids going to look at me? They were going to look at me like a failure that I couldn't provide for them the way that I had been saying a woman can provide for a family the way that a man can, because I feel like there definitely should be equality and opportunity. And that was just something that I wanted to be able to share with my daughters. And so, you know, there came a point where I had, I was being capsized by my circumstances and I felt like I had nothing. And then one day I had this remembrance of how I've always felt that your circumstances do not define your future. Your choices do. And yes, you are going to be set back. I'm telling myself this, Karina, you're going to be set back. You are going to struggle. You may have to experience some of those losses throughout this journey of healing but you're going to be able to make it through. You just have to be brave enough to walk through the, the monsoon, the tsunami to get to the other side. And so I made the decision to walk away, to sign over my ownership back over to my ex-business partner and say, I want no part of this. I want to disassociate myself from this. And I found myself you know, taking on a job that I knew I could really quickly in the industry I'd been in for a long time. And I'm going through these motions of, you know, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to do business development for the rest of my life. I, I feel like I have so much more to give than just networking. There's so much more to me as a person and 
what I want to do with my life than just doing happy hours and meetings and getting jobs through the door. Because I had built my book of business and my reputation and who I was as somebody who created solutions in problems of the industries that I was in. And I wanted to be able to do so much more than that. And so as I'm having these thoughts and feeling the repercussions of the financial loss that I had, I one day had this epiphany of creating a construction cleaning company. And I think, you know, if I would have not given myself this opportunity to just walk away and try to start fresh and have a clear mindset to figure out how am I going to save myself, my family from this situation, I would still be in that moment of feeling the loss, so scared to know what was on the other side. And, you know, two months after that point of walking away from everything and feeling like I lost everything, you know, I partnered with someone and founded a company that is now a multi-million dollar company that is now being franchised, you know, throughout the United States. And I think I always think back to that moment. If I wouldn't have gone through what I went through, if I wouldn't have been in that depths of despair of feeling like I had nothing, I know that I wouldn't have thought so far out of the box to think about creating something that I had, you know, no involvement in. And I know that you go through these, these experiences in life to set you up to that, Mm -hmm. which is really very fascinating when you look back at it all and you think, you know, when you're in the moment, all you feel is nothing but darkness. And you just keep putting your hand out, feeling for this rope, trying to guide you in and having hope that on the other side, you're going to see the light and you won't ever see the light. If you don't keep walking, if you don't Mm -hmm. keep trying and, you know, you do have to go through those moments though, right? Like even though I had started this new company, I still didn't have enough money to, to pay some of my, my debts. I didn't have the money. So I had to have the experience of surrendering my car, you know, having to go and say, you know, to Mercedes Benz and say, I can't afford this car anymore. I have to give it back. It's humiliating feeling it's humbling. And I thought I couldn't get through that. And here I am three years later and thriving, you know, as as a business owner and that's behind me. But when you're in that moment, it feels like it's the worst thing. And, you know, I almost lost my house and I had to negotiate with, you know, my, my mortgage company and said, Hey, this is where I'm at. And you think like, how am I ever going to get through this? But you do, you get through it. And, you know, that the biggest takeaway from it is you've got to listen to your intuition, right? I'm grateful that I had the mindset to get to the other side, but I will never make the same mistakes again, right? Because I listened to my intuition. Well, I think 
I'm not even going to ask you my next question, which is what's the biggest lesson. And I think the intuition is ultimately kind of the source of all of the problem that came. So maybe I can summarize. I, I've been taking notes here and I've got a lot of stuff I've been writing down. <laughs> and Well, the first thing, while you were talking, I went on to the internet because I was thinking about, you know, I often talk on this show that intuition is a key thing. So let's just say we have, we have our conscious mind that has logical reasoning. We have mm -hmm. our emotions, which sometimes, you know, fear, panic, whatever those things are. And then we have intuition, which is something a little bit different. And so I decided to look up, let's just review the definition. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, intuition is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Also, it could be called a sixth sense. Sometimes we call it clairvoyance, this type of thing. So I think the first thing that I take away is that, you know, for the listeners out there, think of your intuition as that fleeting moment. It just comes very, very short, you know, whereas emotion can last a long time. Emotion can lead to a lot of stress and all kinds of other stuff. But intuition is that thing that hits you that you think, wait a minute, something's not right. And I think the biggest lesson that I get out of, you know, your your story is that we really need to have intuition awareness. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about some of the things I wrote down, for instance, you know, where we get in trouble is when we override that intuition. And that was really the beginning of the story is overriding it. And that feeling I wrote down, just sign it. It's going to be fine. You know, come on. It's a contract. Everybody's doing business, you know, yeah. just sign it. And I, I know that many of us sometimes feel that way, like kind of the pressure of it. And, you know, I'm sure other people, you know, looked at this and, you know, this is, this is going to work. Also, the third thing I thought about was liquidity. And in the world of finance, we call it liquidity, but it means cash in the bank. Yeah. And, you know, there are plenty of people who experienced the concept of asset rich, cash poor. Asset rich means I have a house, I have a piece of land, I have some kind of asset if you don't have the cash that you need at the time that you need it, you are facing a liquidity crunch. Mm -hmm. And I started up one of the businesses I started up in Thailand with my best friend. We started in 1995 and we were two American guys in, in Thailand. And, you know, we, we knew we we're never going to get any money from the banks, you know, in the beginning, particularly now, now we can after 28 years of running that business. But I just knew I couldn't buy a house. I couldn't buy any major asset that wasn't liquid because if the business needed cash, I had to have the cash there. So you just kind of brought me back to kind of where my mentality comes from. And I don't own a lot of assets because I've always wanted to make sure that I have that liquidity. The next thing I thought about was physical warning signs. I wrote down when you were talking about the stress and for yeah. the listeners out there, you may be feeling physical warning signs right now of the stresses in your life, of the decisions and the circumstances that you're facing. Pay attention. Your body is telling you something. Your body is telling you something that you've got to change and something's not right because when life is going well, we don't have all those pressures. We don't feel all those physical issues. So I think that that's a good reminder for everybody. Now I have, so much more that I wrote down, but I'm just going to go to the last one. And it's kind of my, my kind of lesson learned from all of my years in business, advising, you know, businesses and listening to more than 500 people tell their story. 
if you're into any business and you're starting a business or doing a partnership, to me, one of the most important things you, you want to do is make sure you have monthly full financial statements. That's a balance sheet, income statement, and cash flow. Close the books every single month and then meet for one hour to discuss the results of the prior month with a real balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statement, and then have open discussion because after all of my years in finance, what I've learned is that finance is a mirror and it reflects our actions. And when it's going bad, we tend to run away from the mirror. Mm -hmm. So I really challenge everybody. It also is very helpful if you're in a partnership that you can quickly identify, wait a minute, wait, wait, what's this? And it must be monthly and it must be one hour talking about it with your partner. So that's the things that I took away from your story. Is there anything else you would add to that? Yeah. I, I mean, so I talk about intuition, but it's also trusting. I, the only way you're going to listen to your intuition is if you trust yourself. And I had gone through a lot of self-improvement where, you know, I had to learn how to believe that I make great decisions. I know business. I am a strong and powered person and I have the ability to make the right decision versus someone who, you know, has been in business for much longer and has been running a business for much longer. But that doesn't mean that I don't have great skill sets and great knowledge. And the other thing that I really did learn from all of this that I think that everyone should take away if they haven't, you know, if they're not doing this already is do not feel fear from the things you don't know, learn. So don't take people's word for it, right? If you feel nervous around finances, which is something that, you know, has had been difficult for me because with my background and, you know, for years before I never managed my finances and it was always done for me. And so when I kind of got into it, it was like, yeah, of course, this person knows more than me about finances because I don't have this long history of understanding it. But the reality was, is that I actually knew a lot more than I thought I knew. And I needed to put myself in the driver's seat of empowering myself to learn because I'm not going to take anyone's word for anything. I'm going to do my own research and learn on my own, whether or not I'm the one who's handling the finances on a daily basis within my company. But it's like what you're saying. You need to have at least once a month, an hour long review, but you need to put yourself in the driver's seat of understanding every category of your business, whether you have a business partner, multiple business partners, and everyone's kind of taking their own category. It is so crucial that you understand every piece of your business. And I'm grateful that I did learn that. And, you know, in my current business today, you know, I've had moments where I've learned that and I've had to be, you know, much more assertive and put myself in a place where I feel empowered because I've educated myself. So right. the only way that you can trust your intuition is by knowing that you do have the ability to make the right decision. So then you won't doubt when that fleeting feeling comes, you're going to be like red flag, 
I'm not doing it, <laughs> which is, which is me today with my business. I'm like, if I have a red flag, it's not happening. Sorry. I will not let it happen. And that's, uh, I think I would summarize kind of your message there in the idea that intuition doesn't come from education. And therefore you may feel like I don't know this topic that well, but the feeling of intuition in a situation is something that we inherently have. And maybe I'll give an example. Imagine that you're walking down the road and you're, you're walking down a street and there's a curb on the side. And so you come out of the street and you go and you walk on the curb. You kind of like walking so you don't fall on the street, but you know, you're kind of walking on this narrow curb. Now imagine that narrow curb is the side of a building 50 floors up. And now you're walking on the side of the building. And you look to the side and you're going to have this feeling in your gut that is not really feeling. It's not really thinking, you know, from a logical perspective, you're walking on the same thing, but from an intuition perspective, we intuitively know that mm -hmm. there's danger there. And that is a, you know, an example from my perspective of this idea of paying into, I'm going to call it intuition awareness. Yeah. And I think that that is something that I get from your story is the idea of becoming aware of your intuition and then not being afraid to follow it. So based upon what you learn from this story and what you've continued to learn, I mean, you're actually a really remarkable story as you just keep building your strengths on top of this story that you've told. But what's one action that you'd recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? I would recommend, and you actually kind of touched upon it when you just said logically. So that's one of the things that for you to always remember that not everything analytically correct on paper is going to work. And that's where you have to remember, you have to pair for success. You have to pair logical and analytical, right? Write it down, make sure it makes sense. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work right? That's where you see those amazing or those miracles that happen that you can't even have an explanation on how it even worked. And, you know, that's where in business, it is not linear. It's not only analytical. Nice. It's not, it doesn't work correctly on paper because if that's the case, then I should have been in business with this person a long time ago. And I should still be in business with that person today because, Analytically, everything was correct. Everything was done right, but it wasn't right. And it wasn't something that I should have done, but yet I had the ability to turn my circumstances around and change the narrative of my story through making better choices. But I, you know, this is something I actually share quite often is, you know, in business, it's not linear. Learn to pair your analytical and spiritual self together. Because to me, when you pair the two together, you understand the full spectrum, you know, that business is a spiritual journey, right? It's not about religion. People think like spirituality is religion. In my opinion, that's not spirituality. Spirituality is, is where you as an individual continue to grow and improve. And however that looks for you, is a spiritual journey. And when we're in business, that's like 70% of our, our lives is we're spending on our business, our career, our growth, things like that. And so 
So just don't bank on everything that looks perfect on paper is the right thing. If you're feeling this like spiritual nudge, your intuition telling you, I don't think this is going to work or, oh, great example. You know, we've had a situation in my company where everything on paper looked like it wasn't going to work. And so we were going to have to pivot and change a completely different direction. And I had this gut feeling. I said, no, we are not doing that. I'm telling you, if we just ride this through and have this creative session of thinking outside the box, and we're going to get together and we're going to talk about ideas, we're going to have a different solution. So on paper, it said failure. It's not going to work. It's just a done deal. Instead, we spun the narrative and we sat down, we figured out a completely different solution. And that's where I'm saying, once again, just because something is telling you one thing, right? It's giving you all these sayings like, it's not going to work. This is never going to happen. If in your gut, it's telling you, yes, there is a way to make it happen. Listen to it. So it can go either way. It can either tell you don't do it, or it can tell you continue to persevere and find the the solution because this is the route you're supposed to take. Yeah. So I'm just going to add in a little bit. Recently, I've been looking at Warren Buffett's history of his performance, and I was looking at his success ratio. That means the number of times that the performance of his selection of stocks performed better than the overall market. Like you just could have put your money in the market or you could have Mm -hmm. put your money with Warren Buffett. Well, he is pretty much, you could argue, is the best in the world at investing, applying pure logic and reason. Mm -hmm. And so what percent of the time is the best correct in his logical assessment and it performs better than the market? If we say that being correct is performing better than the market in that particular year, which you could argue, you know, maybe that you could measure it different ways. Well, the answer to that question is 67%. That means the best in the world is wrong by applying logic and reason 34%. Now, the, the dirty little secret in the world of finance is that majority of financial managers actually are underperforming. So just applying logic and reason, because it's a complex system, just mm-hmm. like you're saying, business is a complex system. It is not just logic and reason. And Mm -hmm. as a purely, really a very logical left brain person, I can say with surety that you are right. So now let me ask you, what is a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? I always like to recommend anything that I do and apply to my life on a daily basis. So what I do is I'm very big on mindset and creating my desires as if it's happening today. So I love to journal, but I I love to do things in repetition because for me, I put myself in this mindset that it's happened, but yet you can't wish yourself into these realities, right? There has to be action behind it. And that's where, once again, you bring the analytical part with the manifestation of your mindset of creating what you want through what you believe. And so I have paired the two together and I've done this for many years, but I've done it even more so over the last few years to the point where I actually created my own business manifestation journal that focuses solely on your business goals. 
and you write them down and you act as if they've happened, but you have to hold yourself accountable every single day with actionable things that you do to achieve these goals that you want on a daily basis. So that's something, and you can actually find my, the business manifestation journal on my website, karinaburton.com, but you can also do that, you know, through a notebook and have that there you know, for us, we just have it all lined out all pretty and and nice for you with some inspirational quotes that I have written myself. But also for me, I do need to hear other people's stories. And that's why I did create the podcast. I created the podcast because when I listen to other people's stories, I get these ideas and I love writing it down, right? It's just like in my journal in the back, it's kind of these random little sayings and That's what inspires me and it helps me have these nuggets in my back pocket. And when I come across certain things, I go back to it and I look and I think about, you know, there's a reason why I wrote this down and it's to help inspire me and get me through these hard times or think outside the box. So, you know, definitely journaling, taking time to create a mindset for yourself through meditation or mindset journaling listening to uplifting motivational YouTube series or podcasts. And then I also am obsessed with Think and Grow Rich. I have listened to the audiobook at least five times. So, you know, because he also is a huge believer in that same way of thinking. And it was really fascinating to see that you know, I'd never read that book, but yet I was living my life that way. So to me, it was just this, you know, yes, you're on the right, you're on the right page and on the right track of how you also live your life. So I recommend that to anyone who's wanting to help improve and better their success in life. Lots of great recommendations, journaling, think and grow rich, go to her website to learn more. Also go to Karina Burton on LinkedIn and you're going to see that she's, you know, sharing a lot there. So that's fantastic. Well, let me ask you the last question. That's what is your number one goal for the next 12 months? My number one goal. Well, gosh, okay. I'm like, well, I'm like, I really want to do very well with our, our franchise, but you know, for me personally, I want to be able to have a stronger outreach. So what I am personally working on is something that's out of my current business, which is CPR construction cleaning. I'm really focusing on the unstoppable brand, right? I want to create it that's outside of just the podcast. I want to be able to have an outreach with even more people. So that's what I'm working towards. I'm really excited. And I really hope that the things that I do put out into the universe and help other people, that it empowers people and it enables people to feel the confidence to become their best, the best version of themselves, whether it's in their career or becoming an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, or just having better confidence in who they are and feeling empowered. Beautiful. Well, listeners, there you have it, another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't yet taken the risk reduction assessment, I challenge you to go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and start building wealth the easy way by reducing risk. As we conclude, Karina, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of Ace Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment 
Do you have any parting words for the audience? Remember that your circumstances don't define you. Your choices do, 100%. That's something you you need to live by. It's your motto in life. So whenever you hit difficulties and hardships as life has it, you know that that's just a moment and that you do have something so much greater for you in your future. So keep Mm. seeking it out. Beautiful. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotzing. Thank you for joining our mission, and I'll see you on the upside.